What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing pretty good. Um, realized on the podcast recently, it's very much been all about um, myself, and I, I know that's at the end of the day, it is the journey of trying to make the Olympics and everything that sort of is involved within that process. And um, I guess some of that's like good times, and then some of it's like pretty shitty bad times. Um, but yeah, look, it's, uh, it's been a fun journey to this point so far, but today I want to kind of get back to one of the other reasons of the podcast. And that was to try to, um, just maybe help people be better. Or I, I know a lot of people get in touch and say that, you know, they've ran personal bests or, and, and that's probably more recently. That's maybe from just listening to what I'm saying and relating it to yourself. But there was a period of time when, some of the podcast was actually geared towards just straight up advice and less about um, my day to day training or day to day battles with athletics being tough. And um, something that seems really relevant right now is uh, just dealing with defeat or not even defeat, just dealing with um, perhaps not running as well as you expected to or as well as you wanted to or and then how you kind of like bounce back from that and um if you choose to bounce back from that basically um i know i told you guys before but i wrote a blog a long long time ago when i was a kid and um it, it was basically i think i called it don't sit still um and i'd went through a really like i guess like doesn't seem very like shitty now but um, like I think I like broke up with a girl and um, it was like it felt like a really tough time for me and um, I, I kind of like I remember for a period of time just like almost like grieving um, to the point of like you know really struggling and, and things not really going the way I, I sort of wanted them to and I think what annoyed me the most is when I kind of got the ball rolling again and got going again. I like I had just wasted so much time and like a month had went past and, you know, I hadn't done anything. Um, so today, yeah, it's very much along the lines of like, what I guess, things that I do and um, things that you can do and things that I've learned and things that work and what doesn't work. Um, and I think the first thing that comes to my mind would be that it's OK like everyone keeps telling me over the last week and, and I, I kind of see it, you know, it's, it's okay to be sad or disappointment, disappointed, sorry. Um, you know, you, you put a lot of effort, but well, I, I know most people do put a lot of effort or it certainly feels like a lot of effort into running, whether it's getting up at five o'clock in the morning before work to go run or, um, other things like, you know, maybe straight after work or maybe when your kids go to school or, or maybe at the weekend when it's raining, et cetera, et cetera. And um, maybe it's buying, you know, the expensive equipment, the GPS watches, the shoes, et cetera. So there's a lot of there's a lot of input to athletics and often it's tough to it, not that it's tough to see the output, but we base the output very much on performance. Um, and so it's OK to be disappointed or a little bit sad when the performance doesn't quite go the way that you had maybe built it up in your head to go or um and that's fine right so that's the first the first factor for me is it's okay to be sad and disappointment um i think as a run-on from that it's important not to let that process last for too long 
the longer you focus on that like sadness or that disappointment or that the longer it just affects your day to day um and and how it affects your day to day is um you get reckless sometimes with training um you get tired of taking it easy because of maybe an injury you perhaps train through an illness a bug a tooth problem etc etc when you're frustrated frustration leads to emotional decisions emotional decisions lead to poor discipline and 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 actually it might pay off at the start and therefore like that creates like positive reinforcement see i knew i could run more see i knew i could do those tempo runs faster my coach doesn't know what he's talking about but eventually it will lead to breakdown and it's probably a breakdown that you've experienced before so if you think about it logically it's not the way to go about things um that's the first thing that frustration does um the second would be that the longer you carry the sadness or the grievance of like a poor result um often you just maybe you don't even go to like per discipline maybe you just go to zero and you don't run and and you you feel like giving up and you feel like blah 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 um so that would be the first sort of run on from lying in that like sad and disappointed state for too long um the second is you just don't deserve it um look running running is like um it is very based on performance but there's a there's an element to running that is just the sheer joy health happiness um extra calories in your day you know i i was having a conversation with my buddy last night and and we were we were talking about like um it it wasn't this but call it like usefulness of running in a relationship um and you know like if if you were dating somebody and you you're a runner or they're a runner and you know you can you could go away for a weekend to manchester to do like the half marathon or the 10k and you could book an airbnb and you know, you could go out for a nice meal and do something like go watch a Man United or Manchester City game, whatever. You can you can really make running quite a useful thing. Um, and that's just racing, like in terms of like actual well-being, health, extra food that you're allowed to eat because of calories burnt, etc., etc. There's a whole list of and, and sometimes it's worth writing that list down. And this is even before races, after races, writing that list down, forcing yourself to do it, seeing what running does for you. Like, how rude of me to be, like, talking about retirement because of how world champs went when running. You know, I'm sitting in a lovely Airbnb here in, in Belfast and running's paying for it. You know, like, um, there's a lot going on. And that's that's materialistic. Um, running, running is the only thing I think that I can fly from a different city, you know, have no job. My, all my friends are working. My family's busy, but I can still wake up every day with some kind of purpose and some kind of feeling of belonging and some kind of feeling of chasing something. And that's a really rare and fun thing that running can give you. Um, so that would be number two, if you're in a sad and grieving place or, you know, you, you get there regularly or fairly often just to remind yourself what running actually does for your life rather than simply focusing on what was my 10K result, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that would be number two. And then I, I read a tweet and I retweeted it and it was my buddy Ben Blankenship and he's a really kick-ass 1500 meter stroke miler from um, America. And he he basically said, in a sport like running, you have to get very used to failure 
Um, but all you can do is take a step back, circle the next date on the calendar, and go again. Um, and and I really like, you know, I text him and I said, dude, like this came at a really good time because I kind of needed that and I needed to see that. And um, I forget that I wasn't the only athlete at World Champs that came away a bit disappointed. Has said to me something along the lines of, you know, if every time somebody didn't perform well at a World Champs they quit, I wouldn't have any athletes on my on my like itinerary, you know. Um, and and that's as a that's as an agent. And so look, it's tough, but but Ben's right. Like all you can do is take the hit on the chin. Some are far harder hits than others. Um, you know, we're talking about let's say you brought in S and C, let's say you brought in core, let's say you skipped fucking chocolate for three months and and you get to a race and it doesn't go well and maybe it's because you rolled your ankle a mile in, maybe it's just because it didn't go well and there was no reason, you know. Those are hard hits to take. Um, but I, I I joke with like my, I speaking to um, my buddy, I, I can't remember who I was telling this to. Um, I think it was my masseuse yesterday. And I was saying to him, you know, I, 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 I've said this a few times, but um, if you keep your, if I keep my progression going, there's a likelihood that in the next, Four years, for example, I could run 211 or 212 for a marathon. Um, I, I might already be able to do that. I don't know. Um, but the likelihood of me running 211 to 212 if I quit is very small, you know. And that seems really sensible and, like, like simple and, you know, well, duh. But, you know, you have a far better chance of performing well again if you stick with it and you stick with the sport. And um, so... You know, you've dealt with the disappointment, you've dealt with, you have some grievance going on, but you need to get over it. You need to get back on with what you were doing. You need to remind yourself what running does for you, not just the results, not just the performance. Maybe it's running with people, maybe it's company, maybe it's the good hormones that you release when you finish a run, maybe it's confidence, and maybe it's money. Um, you know, maybe it's just an extra bowl of cereal. Maybe it's a dessert with your dinner. Running does a lot. I've named barely any of the amazing things that running can do. You know, structure and um, routine, holidays away to race, and um, it's really important to do that. Um, and like I said, it's it's also really important to understand it's okay to be sad or disappointed or or things like that. Um, the next thing that I do is sad sad emotions turn to angry emotions so i go from like sad upset i think i think my sad and upset this time was amplified because of the illness and anytime i'm starting to get a little bit of a cold or something's going on you know we all know that feeling you start to feel sorry for yourself and etc etc and you know shit hits the fan a wee bit and you don't like it and it's not fun um but the the next thing for me is putting something in the calendar um, you know like Ben says all you can do is circle the next date in the calendar sometimes you have to pick what the next thing in your calendar should do my advice would be pick something that feels good pick something that's going to excite you pick something that is going to make you feel good about yourself pick something that is a goal that you might be excited about you know maybe it's something you've been wanting to do for a while maybe it's something and almost instantly, the human body can go from this sad and 
you know, I, I picked, for me, it was double marathon. It made sense logically because of the, the points for the Olympics. And um, it, it also made sense because I'd get excited about it. And it's in Ireland and it's been two years since I've raced it. And, you know, I really wanted to do it last year, but I ended up getting a knee injury. And um, I knew it would excite me. I knew it would give me like the boost of motivation that I needed. And sometimes that's that's a reason in itself, you know, rather than I would have sat in Flagstaff for two to three weeks not really had any goals, probably rested more than I'd run, probably eat more, et cetera, et cetera, and drunk more. And, and all of a sudden, three weeks would have went past and, and Dublin would have happened. And I'd have thought, oh, I wish I was there, you know? And, and so just fucking do it. Like, and that would be my next, my next thing, you know, putting, putting something on your calendar that, that's going to give you a little bit of motivation is going to make you think like, yeah, I, I could really get behind that. I could really motivate myself for that and, and I could get excited for that. Um, don't be surprised if a day or two later you go back to sadness and grievance. Like that, that's what happened to me. Um, you know, I, I thought about Dublin. I emailed the organizers and I got really excited for it. And then I was on the beach in North Carolina and I was like, oh, maybe I'd want to just relax for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and and that's that's just that happens you know it, it, the the human brain and, and how we are is not this steady like just constant um feelings or whatever or emotions every now and again like happened to me it, it can up and downs you know you can wake up excited and then in the afternoon you can be less excited that night you can even be totally against it um so don't be surprised if that happens but if, if the goal is something that you were genuinely excited about then that will win you know that'll overpower the the other stuff so like you know it was very short-lived me thinking maybe i should just have a break because i i was genuinely very excited about it um and so that you know that's probably the next part of the process um the the next thing that i do is before before i think about how the next goal could happen i reflect on the previous goal um so there had to be a review on doha i had to look back at doha and say you know how could this have been better did i make mistakes is there things that i could have improved and um I, you know there was there was a couple of things came up in that review that definitely hit home a bit for me because there was definitely things going on where where i thought like that was my fault um you know i i moved away from consistent gym stuff um i i've known for a while now that i think i need to like do more aerobic exercise but it's just not easy to do like if you're running 95 mile a week there's a certain content feeling with doing that like the idea of going to like the pool the aqua jog or uh the bike to ellipse or sorry the bike to spin you know it's yeah it's tough on top of what everything that you're already doing and i'd already brought in yoga and 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 on a positive note, things like yoga paid off because look at where my body is now post Doha. Like it recovered well and I didn't have the hamstring problem. So it looks like moving forward, things like that will still exist. But maybe I need to put in a little bit more. Um, so my review was honest. Your review has to be honest. Your review has to be um, positive also, not just criticizing yourself. Like you have to look at the things that went well and the things that you want to carry forward um and and like i and like i said like it should just cover everything um and if you cover everything in that review it gives you the best chance of not making maybe the same mistakes again or you know mistakes aren't deliberate not all so some are but most aren't um so when you're calling it a mistake it doesn't mean that you did it on purpose it doesn't mean that you did it 
to ruin your opportunity of performing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they still happen. You have to learn from them and then try to avoid it in future. Um, I, I mean, I looked, I looked at the training. I looked at the, there's a lot of things combined that goes into a result. Um, there was different, there was different parts of my training that changed. You know, I didn't do the long, hard runs. And the reason for that was because of the hamstrings, but you know, maybe there could have been a better balance. Um, I, maybe I stayed at altitude too long. Um, there, there's all sorts of things that can go on, but your review has to be unique to you. Um, it can't be the same as my review. It can't be the same as somebody else's. It has to be unique to you. Um, there can also be things in your review that you really didn't have control over. Um, and, and so like that, but they still go in there. Um, for example, you just had a, you know, your wife just had a kid or you just had a kid. And so like, you know, your sleeping was all over the place and, and maybe do you have to tweak training a bit because of that? Or, you know, you, all these things are all good stuff and it should all go in there. Um, then you set up your next, your, your next goal should already be probably picked. Um, and you know, you, you, you have that mapped on the calendar and then based on your review of the previous goal, and how well it went or how well it didn't go or why it went the way it went, then you plan how the next one, how that will not happen in the next one. And, you know, I finished Doha and my my diaphragm was really bad in Doha. Like I went to like shallow breathing a couple of times in the race and that was really frustrating. And and so like, you know, the, one of the first things I do is um, I order the power breathe and I get back on the power breathe and, you know, I had two of them sitting in the house. I just wasn't using them. Um, and that's frustrating. Um, you know, and, and then I also get treatment on my diaphragm. So I'm not just going to put the power breathe in place, but not treat the muscles that might have been overworked both in the buildup and then on race day. Um, so, so this is what you have to do. You know, if you've, if you've made a decision that you think something might have affected your previous result, it's important to then put steps in place to avoid that next time. And then like a, then like a negative result becomes really powerful because without it, you would have thought everything was brilliant. And you know, if my diaphragm didn't struggle in Doha, it probably just would have struggled in the next one. Um, and so it's, it's, it's important to see that, that there is positives to be taken from a bad day because you can learn and then you can adapt and you can move forward. If you don't learn and adapt and move forward, then, you know, I can't help you. You can't help yourself in that situation because that's where that's where running is beautiful. Like sometimes racing is just learning what has gone well and what hasn't. Learning if something new that you put in place worked or if it didn't work, and then learning to like either accept that or keep it in place, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know it can be tough. Like if I were to put in an extra two hours of cross training a week. The advantage of doing that is only going to be minimal. It's not going to be like, it's not going to like be a big advantage. It's going to be like, a, like, you know, it, it, it might pay off in a year's time. Um, and, and that, that can be frustrating. That can be kind of annoying, but you just have to bear with it. That's, that's generally how it goes. Um, so like I said, you've, you've, you know, you've done your review, you've picked your new goal, you've, You've written down, manually written down, not just in your head, things that you're going to do better, how you might structure that, who might be able to help you with that. It's all this. This can be research, too. You know, like the minute I get back to Belfast, I, I search for the cryotherapy chamber and um, 
I I email about the underwater treadmill and 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 then I and then I chat to the guys with Athletics Northern Ireland and the Sports Institute and and I I start looking to see like okay I have these goals and and okay I think there's these things that's gonna like help improve me like first of all like what do you think of these are are these like smart is this logical and then what could we do how could we put that in place you know who could help me with that like um you're you're not a genius at everything and actually maybe some people close to you could help you like and and then you don't even have to do it etc etc um so yeah there you go um sorry i'm just texting somebody I'm sorry. Okay, I'm back. All right. So that seems really simple. Um, you're. Oh shit. No, I don't have Jimbo one. There we go. Um. Yeah. That. Now you've got your next goal in place. You've done your review. You've put your new goals in place. You've asked around to see if there's anybody could help you. Um. I don't know what they have access to, you know, maybe it's a gym pass once a week your buddy has and you could both go together. All these little things help. Like not everybody can just call up the Sports Institute Northern Ireland and get on the Alder G, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't put that in place. It doesn't mean that a friend can't help you. It doesn't mean you can't use a spin bike. It doesn't mean your friend doesn't work at a leisure center and you can't use the pool for cheaper to swim or the aqua jog, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this is all just making things work. Um, and and that's what you have to do. Um, anyway, um, your review's done. You've picked your new goal. Um, sorry, I'm just organizing a run, so I was sidetracked. Um, but yeah, it's 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 important. I I've been very guilty in the past, like I said, about like clinging to things and like clinging to disappointment. And um, there is nothing wrong with the initial disappointment you know we've covered that um i i think we're we're i know and we're, we're all very hard on ourselves but very understanding of other people um so you know you'll your friend will have struggled and you'll be talking to your buddy and you'll be like hey look you know these things happen and it's just the way it goes you know get on with it and and you know your next one could be really great and and then it happens to you and and it's like no no those rules don't apply to me this always happens to me or blah, blah, blah. You know, we're probably better not doing that. Um, yeah, and I'm sort of speaking to myself there because I, I'm the world's worst for that. Um, and I get really stroppy and huffy. And um, But then look how like quickly things can change. If you listen to my podcast on Saturday morning and it was really negative and um, probably borderline depressing. <laughs> and then, you know, you go and you have a good session and you're you're driving away pumped and excited and and you know i finished that session and thought fuck i could win dublin marathon and 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 that's not that's not important that's that's a very short-lived statement i could win dublin marathon you know i don't even know who's racing um i don't, I don't know the elite field i don't know which irish people are racing and, um but it's still a nice place for your headspace to be in you know it's a nice place emotionally to be it's a nice place um compared with maybe where I was, which was in like a dark. And so all I'm saying is look how quickly that can change from, you know, considering retirement, texting Haas about retirement and stuff like this, to I want to win Dublin Marathon. I think I can win Dublin Marathon. Um, and so just bear that in mind the next time you're struggling. And it's it's a, it's far easier said than done, but um, I don't know. It's not, 
the sport's not too bad. Uh, I think one of the key things today was writing down that list of the things that the sport does for you. Not many people do that. Not many people actually pay attention to everything great that running has offered them um, or, or does for them on a daily basis. And when you get into a bad headspace, it's easy to just focus on very negative things and, and things that aren't going well. Um, if you have a goal coming up and it's maybe in three weeks, four weeks, two weeks, whatever, there's still time to do something about it. Um, I, I got pretty excited this morning that, you know, there was no, there was a little bit of green flame yesterday. There was none today. Felt a lot better, felt a lot healthier waking up today. It looks highly likely that by the end of this week, start of next week, if I really look after myself and eat good and recover and rest well, that my body's going to be good to go. And that's really exciting, but it's not a done deal. I've got to eat good. I've got to recover. I've got to use my Normatex every night, even though I'm jet lagged. And there's, there's, there's little things that still need to happen. You know, like I need to, I'll go see the doctor at Sports Institute Northern Ireland. Um, I'll do a checkup with the physiologist. We'll probably do some um, mile reps on the treadmill and see where the numbers are at and, um, you know, see how my running economy is, see how, like, my blood lactate is at marathon pace. And um, we'll just we'll, we'll just make sure that I'm not making a foolish decision with Dublin. Um, if the numbers don't look good and the numbers are worse than, let's say, before London Marathon when we checked, like, a year and a half or so ago, we'll... Well, then sometimes you have to take a look in that accountability mirror and say, is this an emotional decision you're making? Like emotions will not get you home after mile 20. Fitness will and preparation will and strength will. Um, emotions help, can help or can hinder. But there's certain ways to go about things. And um, even though I think my numbers have looked really good outside, um, so heart rate, speed, et cetera, et cetera, and um, the session I did Saturday, the session I did yesterday, but li- little things can still help. So I'll probably do those little tests the beginning to the middle of next week. And they'll be the final little things that I should be 100 percent healthy, as in the cold should be totally gone, which I think is very close. Um, and then also, how does the stuff on the treadmill look? How does my body physically feel like if the physio does like some kind of MOT check and and then you, you go? But if your race is in two weeks, if you're doing Dublin, if you're doing something past Dublin, there's still things you can be doing right now. Um, don't go crazy. Don't go adjusting loads. But if, if you know if you can get an extra bit of sleep, if you can nap someday, um, if you can take two days off work before Dublin, if you can you know get a couple of ice baths over the next week and a half, if you can do Epsom baths at home, if you can eat slightly better, you know there's all good things that you can do. Um, you know, it, it sounds like mental, but I go into the little uh, store across the road this morning, get myself a coffee, walk to the bakery, get a pancake. And I'm thinking, oh, I forgot about like butter. And then I realized that I decided that in the next 10 days, that's one thing that I'll just cut out is is the butter that I would slap over my pancake. And I mean, a lot of butter, like you're probably looking at, I have no idea. I know butter is fairly high in calories, but I don't mess around when I'm putting butter on a pancake. It's it's probably more butter than pancake. Um, and it sounds like is that harsh? I don't know, but it's just it's just a little thing. But I I have so many little things. You know, I went for that cryotherapy last night, um, and and I, and I'm going to do that every night for the next um, two weeks. It was it was thirty pound membership for a month. Why would I not do that? That's that's absolutely perfect. Um, 
so there you go but anyway guys look appreciate you listening and um, i hope today helps in some way form or another and and all the best